Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean T. And today, we are going to enhance your ability to trust and believe by being bold and going after what you want and getting anything you want. And I have the perfect person for this, Jennifer Cohen. When she comes on, I'm going to just let her beef herself up. But what's most important is one of the things I love about seeing her is the boldness, the I hope I can say this without her getting offended, like giving zero fucks about going after what you want because you're pretty much the only person that can get in your way. But just get ready to trust and believe. I feel like this interview is going to pop all the way off. Somebody say it again. No, no, no. What's up? He's better than Oprah. Come on, y'all. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Jennifer, welcome to the show. <laughs> that is an amazing intro. I want to save that and give it to every other podcast I go on and give it. It could be the intro to your show from now on. It It'll just be, be the intro. <laughs> well, first I of all, um, give me a brief overview because I do have a lot of questions, and then I'm just going to go in and we're just going to talk it out. Similar to you, my background actually is in fitness. I've written books. I've had company. My last company, I actually had a fitness app, which I sold to Weight Watchers in 2015. My evolution actually came from, I was in the music world and then I quit. Wait, what you doing music? What you doing music? I was a marketing director. I'm from Canadian. I was working for BMG. I got a job (laughs) offer to come to LA to work for Sony. And I was doing that. And I was like doing, I was marketing tons of different bands like Usher or Britney Spears and all tons, like the the big ones, you know, back in our day when those were like the big, those were like the big boy bands and the girl bands. And I always was really into health and fitness. I loved working out just because it made me feel good. And it gave me a lot of confidence and self-esteem. And that was kind of like my side thing, like something I just did as a hobby. And one day I quit my job in music and decided to become a trainer just until I figured out what I wanted to do next. I wasn't really Mm -hmm. sure. I was in the U.S. I was on a working visa because I was Canadian, like I said, and I couldn't just get a job anywhere. And I, while I was going through this personal training certification, it came to me that I have these transferable skills that I thought, you know what? I have all these connections in the music world. Why not create an opportunity and a job for myself? And I thought of this idea of becoming a a label trainer, but a trainer, like a personal trainer for the different pop artists and the different talent that I already I knew when I worked with on the marketing side, but this time come into it like in a different way because I knew how the marketing dollars worked. I knew how the talent worked. 
And I pitched myself one day to one of the heads of the label, a head, like a head of MCA, which was a label back then, as this thing. And I said, pay me a retainer and I will train all your talent for X amount of dollars. That way I wasn't going to be a trainer, you know, being capped at how many, you know, making $50 right. an hour or $10, whatever it was. And he's like, what do you know about training? And I said, you know, what, do I, what does anybody know about anything, right? You take a chance. <laughs> I got my certification. If it doesn't work, what's the worst that happens? You, you fire me and we move on. Like nothing ventured, nothing gained. He said yes. And one label turned into two, three, four. And, I used to, and then I ended up working with every major label and all the talent and had trainers underneath me. And that was like the beginning of me being an entrepreneur within the health and wellness space. And from there, I wrote my first book called No Gym Required, and then I wrote another book called Strong as a New Skinny, and I then started my own company called No Gym Required that was a shoe company. And funnily enough, there was an opportunity, very, very small, like, there was like rumblings of working with like Beachbody back then, and it never really, tra- never, nothing ever came from it, but okay. that's basically my background. And then from there, I just started to start companies within health and wellness. I became an advisor to lots of different brands. I, like I said, I started companies, I sold companies, and now I have a podcast. I did a TED Talk. And the bottom line of all of this was really the fact that nothing ever was off limits. Like something I thought of in my brain, I thought, you know what, why not just go for it? The worst that can happen is someone says no, the opportunity doesn't happen, but nothing ventured, nothing gained. And my entire philosophy is I rather always have rejection than regret. So with that Mm. in mind, just go for it. I love that you said that because I'm currently in therapy right now. And when my original therapy journey started because I'm a sexual abuse survivor, but now that I'm older and I've worked through so many things, becoming a dad and becoming in my business growing and obviously getting older. And a lot of people, I don't look at getting older as like a bad thing, but getting older and being in my mid forties as a man is like a completely different, incredible experience that I just, I'm, I have this like crazy passion around it. But anyway, to your point is I'm currently in therapy and my therapy, my therapist and I are actually working for me, what I like calling throwing noodles up against the wall of everything that I love to do. And if it doesn't work, he's like, if it doesn't work, great. At least, you know, that doesn't work, but we're going to go after the next journey of your life finding things that you love and eventually making it lucrative. And so we have this process. And so you just kind of motivated me in a sense to be like, and no wonder you're bold and go after anything and habits and hustle is your thing. Just by you talking, it just like fueled that little bit of extra me is like, yeah, because I had a phone call this morning where I'm trying to create something and I still go into it with reservation, but not reservation of, am I passionate about it? But just reservation of, oh my God, what if this doesn't work? But you're like, does it matter if it works or not? Don't regret not, don't regret getting the rejection. Yeah. So, you know, know what's so interesting to hear you say this, right? Because self-doubt plays a a big role in everybody's psyche, right? And it's about how Mm -hmm. to overcome that self-doubt. And the idea that someone like you, who's had so much success, who has such who's like, we talked before we even started, like your, what your pro insanity was like the best selling program of all time in the fitness space. Everybody knows you and you, someone like you still even has reservations about trying something because you don't, you're fearful that it might not work. So 
imagine people who don't have, who haven't had that kind of like success that you've had where they are, right, at that beginning point. And the idea is changing like the, how we frame things in our head and how we limit our limiting beliefs of what we think of ourselves because that, is, that gets so implanted in our DNA no matter what from our childhood, right? Like yeah. th- the fact that you even feel this way who has, like I said, done what you've done. We focus on the negative. I mean, that's really what it is. What if we focus on the what ifs of the the negatives instead of the what ifs of the positives? And it's interesting because I'm super positive, but I feel like when you, and maybe you can speak on this, but when you're in a space where you did it, you know, when you're in a space where you're, I don't want to say reinventing yourself, but you're just kind of creating a, an enhanced path. It's like, I'm still on the same road to whatever my journey is, but you know how if you go through a different neighborhood, like this neighborhood might be picket fence homes, but then you go to the next neighborhood that's just as dope, but it's more of like, it just has a different edge. And it's like, that's what I feel like I'm doing. I'm still going down that road. And I know a lot of people out there feel this way. It's like, I'm not going, I'm not turning right or left. I'm just trying to enhance my experience of what it is I'm supposed to do. But you just always feel like, oh my God, am I in the right neighborhood kind of thing? That's another thing. We tend to overthink things to the point of like analysis paralysis, right? And that's what stops us from starting. And Mm -hmm. I think all of us should be always reinventing ourselves, right? Because that's what growth is. I mean, the reality is a lot of times, you know, like because I've done fitness for so long or you've done fitness for so long in your way, people compartmentalize you and think because you're you're one thing, you can't be another thing and can't do another thing. So the onus should be on you as a person to be like, hey, 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 I'm not going to let someone else tell me what I'm capable of and what I can do. People are vast, right? I can be good at two things or three things, not just one. And you don't get good at anything unless you practice that thing and unless you do that thing, right? No one gets better. It's like, the, like how, do you get it, how do you get good at a job if no one give, even gives you a chance of doing that job, right? I take all of that onto me and, the people, and people should take it to them and not let other people choose their own destiny. And so that's what my entire message is about and that's what my book is about. It's about the onus being on you to be whatever you want to be and not let other people tell you what you should do, what your destiny should be. And because you've done, because you zigged, you couldn't, you can't now zag. Like, why not? You're right. When you become really great at something, you unknowingly and not necessarily in a negative way, but you unknowingly trap yourself into this box. For me, if my, the next part of my, the evolution of me had anything to do with fitness, or even if it was that, I would that does not stress. I'm like, please, that's nothing. Like I have zero fear. But for me, I, in a way, want to create the fear by what you said, which is really profound, like kind of showcasing my vastness or our individual vastness. But I'm going to say this, and a lot of people, people who get my personality know I'm not being vain, but I'm like good at a lot of things, you know, and fitness is not my passion. And that's the thing that throws people off. For me, it is getting people to lit, like to get somebody to do insanity and to finish that 60 days. For me, it's the psyche behind you literally destroying yourself in a net. That sounds negative, but you literally pushing yourself to the brink of disaster every day and you showing up. Do you know what that does outside of the workout? And that's why I love fitness, whether it's dance, whether it's insanity, whether it's weightlifting. Right now, I'm personally purposely gaining weight and building muscle 
because I know, like I said to my trainer this morning, I was like walking downstairs and people think it's funny that I have a trainer. I literally almost started crying. I looked at her, I'm like, oh my God, you completely changed my life. And I'm like <laughs> filling up now because of just changing the trajectory and like becoming a student again. It just like enhances that ability for you to, like you said, be vast. And so when people go into that new space and they open up themselves to the vastness, what do they do? They open up themselves to vulnerability. And that's where I think the fear ultimately comes from. I think that's so amazingly true. I, I love also, you and I think very similarly, because to me, why I loved fitness back then and why I still love it isn't because I love to do a squat and a lunge. I mean, it's not because of that, right? Like, <laughs> right. please. I mean, I, I thought because I, you know, as like a, a box step. What I love is the, what it gives me, the byproduct. And the byproduct is, is this mental strength and confidence. And, and to me, that is what it's about in, in every other area of my life. And I, I talk about it all the time. It's like what it did for me was that it gave me the, it gave me the confidence and the discipline and the qualities I need to really crush it in real life, in my personal life, in my real business life. And that's what it does. People don't see it that way. Sometimes they see it like, oh, it's because it's a workout. It's not about the workout, right? <sighs> it's not about the workout. Because everyone is stopping with the shell and it's like, you're stopping out here. And I always try to give the example of when I'm 80 years old, while I still might be fit because it, while I still will be fit, fit because it's a part of my consistency, my body's not going to look the same. But the wisdom that I have from being that consistent is going to be like exponentially amazing. And so it's really hard for people sometimes to maybe look at you or look at me and say, well, you don't, I, one of the things I hate most is when people say, well, you don't have to work out. And I'm like, the only reason why I continue to look like this is because I work out, but you're still focused on the shell. Me interviewing you, Jennifer, I'm like, okay, great. You look great. You had successful books, but like, where does it come from? Because it comes from somewhere in each place and each of us are different, you know? We obviously are talking the same language. I think that's a hundred percent how I, what I believe and how I build all of this. It's not about it, when you're 80 years old, it's not because, oh, I did that workout that in, it's not because I did that insanity workout and did the burpee th 300 times. But when you see yourself, when you put yourself in a place where you, you do hard things, you become so much more mentally strong and your self-esteem and your belief system and everything, all those things that are really, really important to like have success and have success truthfully in every other area of your life is and basically is what is so important because the life you're going to have at 80 because you've done all of those workouts is going to be so much more rich. And I'm not talking financially rich. I mean, like satiatingly rich mm -hmm. than someone who didn't, not because of the squat or the lunge, but it's because of what it did for you, what it taught you, what it brought you, what you were able to go after and try for and succeed in. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
One of the things you said made me think of, I've changed that, you know, old adage, I guess, of no pain, no gain to like, it's like pain is growth. And it's almost like they, you have to re- take the pain part away. It's like, when like, this is all growth. And so, you know, obviously fitness is a huge part of our lives, but there are so many people out there right now that are listening, that follow you, that follow me, maybe follow both of us, that they're just in a state of envy and they're afraid to take that step because they're afraid of growth because they believe that they're associating growth with pain. So like those people who want to be bold, those people who want to create that new space for themselves, like I know you have that extra ingredient that's going to help them push to the next level. So what is that outside of fitness? Like if if they're hustling, if they're going after something. You know what I think? I think that the truth is there is no magic bullet, right? People always want to have, want to know the magic trick to anything. And the reality is that the thing that works the best is action, right? Momentum, Mm. you know, momentum, something in motion stays in motion. Something stagnant stays stagnant. That's why people who have jobs are the ones who are always getting the other jobs, the other job offers. People who are jobless or unemployed are the ones who are unemployed usually for a long period of time because momentum, you know, momentum just stays in motion. So I say what my advice to people and what I tell people is start on the little things, do something, do something. Don't just, don't just think because don't go, don't, don't compare yourself, not you, but someone to a Shanti or to whoever, because your chapter, your chapter one is very different than someone else's chapter 10 or whatever. So make a commitment to yourself and whatever that commitment is, how small it is, follow through with it. Because what helps, what really happens a lot of times is people don't start because, and they get down on themselves because their follow through is really, really hard, really is not great. And Mm -hmm. then they get down on themselves and it goes down a rabbit hole and it gets worse and worse. So make a commitment to do something, do something small that's bold or out of your comfort zone every day and then follow through. And that will give you a little bit more confidence to do it again the next day and then do it again and again. And I don't, to me, it's not about motivation. It's not because motivation wanes, willpower wanes, right? What stays is lifestyle discipline. And that's what you get over time, making it an actual habit and a lifestyle where do you think I want to work out every day? Like, do you think that before I had this interview with you, I I wanted to like run on the treadmill and do my (laughs) pull-ups? No, I was like exhausted. I didn't go to bed. I went to bed later than I wanted. And I, you know, like, I feel like crap. It's not an option for me. It's like, it's like I brushed my teeth a month ago, I'm not going to not brush my teeth today because I brushed my teeth a month ago. You, you still do these things because it becomes part of your DNA. But the only way to get those things part of your DNA is to actually do something. And that little yeah. something, right, becomes yeah. a, a bigger something. I was going to say, there's two things that like what I'm doing in my life right now. One of the things is because I'm in therapy one of the things I want to help people do is take action because I believe that when you're in therapy or even if you're going through a transition of any sort, what happens is initially that idea becomes really great. You know, when you get that idea and it feels so fucking, you're like, Oh my gosh, like this feels so great. And you don't do anything with it. And the same thing happens in therapy. If they're, if they have a breakthrough, 
there has to be a follow through. I was actually talking to my husband about this last night. I was telling him, maybe you need to go back to therapy. And he admittedly said, what's interesting is he went to therapy for seven years, but he never took action. And he always tells me, you changed my life because I was the first person that said to him, I'm like, which is so crazy. I said to him, I'm like, it's not about everybody else. It's about your happiness. Cause you know, he wasn't going to date me because he got out of a breakup and people said like, you need to spend time to yourself. I'm like, well, this has nothing to do with me. Like you have to go after what makes you happy. And he's like, that's why that, that was the initial reason why he was like, I wanted to be with you because no one told me that I was allowed to be happy before. And so that's just like him choosing to take action because he never took action. I'm like, what, what's the action you have to take? And the second thing I wanted to say, you brought up a great point about the follow through. And I'm an athlete, so this, so please go with me here. So in tennis, there's two sports where to follow through, or three sports really, but tennis, baseball, and basketball, if you just want to take those three. The follow-through is really important. If you swing a tennis racket and you stop early, it's either going to go really long or it's going to go into the net. If you shoot a basketball and you don't extend your arm or you don't follow through, you're going to miss. Baseball, you'll never hit a home run without the follow-through, you know, and so... That same physics applies to your mental space, kind of like what you were just saying. It's, you have to finish. Like if our kids, like one of our kids was trying to swim yesterday, or he's a swimmer, but there was something deep in the deeper part of the pool. And we were like, you have to swim. And he would go a little bit and he would come out, he would scream and cry. And Scott sat him down and talked to him. And then after me and one of my, my other son went inside, Scott took him back outside. He was like, I, it's not about you achieving, grabbing that, but he was like, you have to at least try your best. And it was amazing because he came back in happy. But he was ha he said, Papa, I tried. He didn't, he wasn't successful. Like I did it. And I just thought that was like so profound as a young kid. So for people out there, I think that's really I love great. That. Go ahead. No, I say that all the time. Don't pray you praise the effort, not the reward, right? Like you praise the effort. Like I, I agree. My kid just started taking basketball and he didn't want to do it because he thought he'd be bad at it. He's never done it. He does soccer all the time. He does swimming, whatever. And finally, he decided to do it. And the irony is he's actually, this is going to be his best sport, but you never know what you don't. You've got to try a lot of stuff, right? That's, the, that's number one, to even know what you're good at, right? That's mm -hmm. the first thing. But more is that what I'm doing is I'm praising the effort. Like, good for you for actually trying. Good for you for even attempting at it. Good for you for even going out there and making the decision that you're going to, you know, give it a shot, even though you're with people who've done it before. It's the effort. It's that it's the follow through showing up, showing up, showing up to me. That's what really it's all about. Right. That's how you also like, again, I keep on saying the same thing, but I think it's so important because we are our own worst enemies. Right. And so how do we become less of our, less of our own worst enemy is yeah. it's right. It's like self-belief, believing that you can do something, believing that you are worthy, believing that you don't like chipping away at these limiting beliefs is so, so important. When you see that you're putting the effort in yourself and when you see that you are following through yourself and doing things that may be uncomfortable and doing things that, you know, like are not where your strike zone is yet, mm -hmm. you know, that gives you self-esteem and the self-confidence to 
to have that momentum, to have, to keep on going, to do things that are not. So when they look at you and they say, well, I'm not that fit yet, but who says I can't be? I'm a big believer and I've always been this way. I don't ever look at somebody who is richer than me or prettier than me or more fit than me and feel like, woe is me. I'm like, I'm happy for them. And I think, you know what? I could be that way too. Why not? Why not me? Yes. You know, like if they can do it, why can't I? And that's like a mindset shift, right? Like you have to shift your mindset from going into a place of darkness where that will never be me. And that person on Instagram is this and that and that to like, well, maybe giving that person that catalyst to actually try to be that way, right? The more you praise people for their effort instead of being jealous of the effort, the more that the positive energy will be instilled in you and you will use it. I never look at another guy and be like, oh, well, he's too ripped. You know, I'm like, I'm like, bitch, yes. First of all, can I come work out with you? I'm not trying to have your body, but <laughs> it's like, I'm not trying to have your body. But if you look like that, you're doing something and I'm all the way to fuck down. So like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> The I other thing, that. I'm like, what am I going to be mad for? I'm like, bitch, let's go. I'm here for it. I can handle it. You know? 100%. I'd be like, I would call that person to be like, I want to <laughs> do it. I, would get, I will do what you're doing. Mentor me or let me like just follow you along. Like to me, it's like you can only get yourself better by putting yourself around people that are maybe better, right? Like there's always going to be people in the world who are better off than you, worse off than you, prettier than you, uglier Same. than you. Like it is the way, it's the way of the world. You know, yes. get used to it. I say, you know? you know what, you know what I do? I do this a lot. And I, I really, I really want to challenge people who are listening to do this. And I would love to get your, <laughs> your opinion on what I'm about to say. But for me, if you see a man or a woman or another entrepreneur or a business owner or somebody who's in your field and they're killing a the fucking game because your algorithm on social media is going to tell you what you like to see. I bet you if you compliment 10 people a day in a message, instead of D, instead of putting a comment, DM them instead of calling somebody or instead of thinking to yourself like, oh my God, I can't be that. Or they must have had the, message them. I promise you, if you do that for a week, you send 70 messages, you're going to get a response that's going to light your fire. Everybody, maybe most of them won't respond, but just the positive energy you put into seeing something that you you know, obviously want to connect to her is it something that you like to have is going to like that energy is going to be, I, I can't even, I can't even explain to people how it works. It it's less about people say the secret. And I love that mentality, like the secret, but all the secret is, is you putting good energy and changing your mindset, you know, into that space. I totally agree. I mean, the secret to me is a little bit like a little woo-woo for me, to be honest. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm like... But I know people love it, and that's great. But I believe that it's a combination of um, hard work, because I think you've got to put in the you got to put in the time and the effort. I think that people try to skip that step also. They look, they're looking for something that's not. But if you do that, but put out positive energy, like it's just as... It's just as time-consuming to be negative as it is to be positive, right? But what you, the outcome that you get and the rewards that you reap from the positivity is it comes back 20-fold. And I've seen it myself because, 
you know, none of us are perfect, right? Like you have these moments when like you can feel jealous or unhappy about something and you see where your brain goes and like the, the neck, how it spirals versus a little like tweak, like, eh, like, don't do that. Like go this way. <laughs> and what happens when you go towards the light and the positivity, like it's always more beneficial, always. Mm. And it's, I feel like it's, it's hard. Like we have all these trappings that make it difficult, right? We have like social media. It's a really hard trap sometimes for a lot of people. And I feel like that's why it is the onus is on the person to mm. take responsibility for themselves and, and maybe like curate what you look at and what you see and who you follow and who you hang out with. And it, it kind of just like it trickles, right? Like I say, and I talk about the, you know, the whole bold message is I put, I put around me kind of like a bold of directors, like a board of directors, but people who I really respect and admire. And I like appreciate something about them that I want to be, I want that energy or whatever they have to resonate versus just kind of willy nilly going around and just letting anything come around me and just picking up on whatever is around. Because if you're not intentional, about mm. what you're doing and who you're doing it with, like chances are you're not going to be the best version of yourself just through so true. association. I have a funny little story about surrounding yourself with people and being intentional and it goes back to sports. So when I was in middle school, I started playing basketball and the first season of basketball, I only scored four points the entire game. Four. And I just... I was crushed because for me, I was like, oh, I always got picked for kickball and all this stuff. And I was, it was very humbling. And my mom was like, you're going to play basketball again. She's like, it's not that you're bad. It's just that you're not, you're not used to being out in that arena. And I was just like, and I would fight it and fight it. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to play basketball all summer long. I play basketball. I called my friends. I was like, do you want to play basketball? And so, the next year, I played basketball and I averaged 26 points a game. Now, the point is not to tell everyone that you're going to always be really great if you practice something. But for me, it was the mindset shift of being fearful to being confident. And confidence just really goes a really, really, really long way. So for those of you out there who might have that fear it's like, it was one, it was the mindset. The second thing is I surrounded myself with people who were playing basketball all the time. So I at least was able to practice. And then I was able to build my confidence. And that's just going to help you. I think like what you're saying is, is going to add to your ability to have that bold of directors, if you will. Competence breeds confidence. Mm. And the only way to become competent in anything is to practice, is to do, is to have action. You're not going to be competent at anything. It could be a sport. It could be a learning a language. If you don't, if you don't do the work, if you don't practice it, like you, you may not be Michael Jordan, right? By, by <laughs> practicing basketball, not you, I'm saying anybody, but my, my kid, right. right? But like you, you could, you, you will a hundred percent be much better than you were from where you started from, right? Like yeah. practice makes progress and competence. And like, I think this is what it's all about, right? Like. It's about getting people unstuck, right? From a place of 
woe is me, I can't, it wouldn't happen to me, the self-doubt, the this, the that, to a place of, you know what, maybe I can. Hmm. If they could, why not me? You never know. To your point when you said earlier about being 80, I don't want to be 80. I don't care what I am at 80, but the one thing I don't want to be is someone who thought, I wish I tried that. Mm. Like, what if? What if I did that? Where would my life have been? If I tried this, where would my life have been? But like, can I ask you a question though? I have my answer, but I just love the way you are able to describe things and teach. A lot of people's what if happens because of the judgment, the fear of judgment they're going to get from others. And so then they end up getting older and they're like, damn, I wish I would have did that. I wish I didn't care what this person said, even to your parents or your cousins or your sister or your best friends. And they get to this point where it's like, God, I wish I didn't care what they said. What if I would have just did it anyway? How do you get them out of that? I know, I love how you say there is no one word answer, but I feel like you have something in there that can help people get past that and not get into that space, you know? You know, it's so funny that you said this one because I just did the speaking engagement a while, like last week actually. And, and they, and they asked me this question. They said like, um, who do you like when you want to do something, who do you ask or who do you like, who's your mentor or something, that type of questioning, whatever. And you know what the truth of the matter is? And I, I don't know how this is going to come off, but I don't really ask anybody and I'll tell you why, right? I'll tell you why, because people are going to give you an answer based on their own experience. And I've seen it happen over and over again. And when I have in the past asked people for their opinion or what do they think, or what do they do? I'm going to get it from the lens of what they've done in their life. And if I would have gone that way and listened to some, uh, some friends or business people or, or family members on what they would have done, I would have been in a very different place in my life that I wouldn't have been very happy in. And so yeah. you have to listen to yourself and trust your gut. I'm not saying you can't bounce things off of people who, you know, who you respect and admire. Of course you can. And I say, if you want to do that, great. Make sure you're asking very specific. If you want to ask very specific people that you do respect and admire about what they would do in a very specific area. But at the end of the day, you know, like you have to be you. Like I might not be, I'm not for everybody. And I'm sure you're not for everybody. And, <laughs> and, and I'll celebrate that. <laughs> and honestly, I celebrate it too. Like I'm like, <laughs> so be it. Like the truth of the matter is nothing great is like, you can't be for everybody. Like you have to have your lane and be happy with who you are and find your people and do what you like to do. And I've become okay with it because the truth is when I did the, alternative, I was really miserable when I was doing mm. what my mom and dad wanted me to do. Like I'm, I'm Jewish and education is important and being a doctor or being a lawyer is very important and living a certain lifestyle is very important. If I would have followed that path, I would have been really, really miserable. Like I'm not saying I'm not married with kids and successful now, but I would be looked at at some people like she's crazy. She's living in LA and she's doing what? I don't even know <laughs> right. what she's doing over there in, the, in that world. Like it's okay. I feel like you have to kind of come to a place and have a come to Jesus with yourself and be like, you know what? Who am I? What do I really like to do? Have some self-awareness. What makes me happy? What do I want to do? And just like, like go and do it. And if people like it, great. And if they don't, well, that's too bad. And you'll eventually water finds its level and you'll figure it out. But to like live for other people, like how horrible is that? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When people ask me questions about what it is that they want to do, I never answer the question with a question. But my first thought process is I want to support what you want your process to be. Or sometimes it's your end game, which I don't really like thinking about the end game, but I want to support what it is. If someone says to me, hey, Sean, do you think I should X, Y, and Z? My response is, I think you should do it if it aligns with X, Y, and Z. Or I'm saying like, how are you going to get there? What is the joy of you going there? Because at the end of the day, I want you to be happy. I want you to be fulfilled. I want you to try your best not to give a fuck what anybody else thinks along the way. Because I learned something very interesting about a year and a half ago when I was interviewing this guy, Adrian Morrison, who does like a lot of drop shipping and and e-commerce, which is like really cool. He's like one of my, he's like one of my biggest selling products were yoga pants with dogs on them. And he was like, that is just proven that something that you are passionate about, whether it's the solar system or lip balm or something that you're passionate about, there are definitely other people that are passionate about it. So you have to stay with what you're passionate about, what you're happy about, what brings you happiness. Because like you said earlier, find your people. Those people are going to feel that. You will find them. But I thought the yoga pants thing was just... No, you're right though. Like, you know, it's so funny that you say that. Do you ever watch Shark Tank? Do you like the show Shark Tank? I like it because I like the products. But man, the shark... I think because I've been in the business, like the producing of it annoys me. But it also as the angst, but I do like the show. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand what you're saying because you're like thinking of it from like a, from like the production side of it all. Like, cause you know how that whole thing is. But what I was going to say, I was going to give you this and that this weird thing about it. I watch that show sometimes, not religiously, but I do watch, I like it. And, um, some of these products that come on are so wacky, right? Like, I'm like, oh my God, who the hell is going to buy that thing? You know? And those are the ones that are like the biggest products that like are the disruptors in the, in the markets. Like it's happened time and time again. Like even like poopery. Do you remember that poopery product? I have it in every bathroom. Okay. Get into okay. it. <laughs> right? <laughs> but you're like, who the hell is going to buy this? The thing is you don't know what you don't know. And the closer you are to your own being authentic to who you are and like living who that's really true to you is the only way you're going to really find 
happiness and your people. I, mm. I really believe this. I, I'm a big believer in this because I think so many people are living for other people's dreams and for other, because they're too scared to be who, they're too scared to go right when they should be going left or they care too much about what other people think of them. I mean, if we all live that way, I mean, it's a very miserable, empty, vapid way of living your life. And so you were saying earlier, when you're 80 and you're on your deathbed, like that's the only, we only go around one time, like then what, right? It's one time. And I always give the example of, because I'm obsessed. If you logged into my YouTube, you would be like, oh my gosh, because everything is about black holes stars, galaxies colliding. Like I'm obsessed with it, which, yeah, which I wasn't as a kid, I, but I am obsessed. And one of the things that I use now, when I get to a point where I'm like, oh, such and such is going to judge me, or I'm going to be like this. I'm like, you know what? The thing that gives us the most energy, the reason why our planet is here is because of the sun. Our sun is one day going to die. So at the end of the day, we ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like, there are billions of galaxies. Our galaxy, the Milky Way, the Andromeda galaxy, which is the closest galaxy to us, they're going to collide one day. But guess what? Nothing is going to hit. There won't be planets that hit each other. There won't be stars that hit each other. There won't be solar systems that hit each other because it's so vast. It's so big. So when I think about that, I'm like, and now I'm one of six plus billion people on the world the one of the reasons why people stop doing what they're going to do when you like, like you said, for other people, sometimes it's family, but because everyone thinks that everyone should like them and everyone should approve of what they do. And no. And I, my mom actually taught me that lesson when I was young. She was like, I was like, such and such doesn't like me. She said, there's 6 billion people in the world. There's going to be plenty of people who like you. And it just changed. It changed my entire world. So I say to people out there, it's like, come on y'all. Like do what it is that you want to do. And if you feel like you don't have support, I'm, I tell people I'm your biggest fan. I'm like, do it. I don't care what it is. As long as you're not hurting anybody, do it. You know, I think the people that hit the, the most, like you, for example, going back to your whole career with the fitness stuff, it's like, I think people gravitate also to things that are real and authentic. I think because you're a real person and like you're living, like you're living true to who you are, people feel that energy and like, gravitate to you and want to be around that versus this like phony baloney type of personality. Right. And I feel like when you are really true to yourself, you, you attract the right people, you know, the, and that's, the, and that is the key to all of this. Like the bold of directors I was just talking about, like you, you connect, you connect to the right people. You attract the right people when you are being real to yourself. It's people, real people want to be around real people. Oh my gosh. It's right? so true. Yes. Yes. But you have a rule, the 10% target mindset. Can you explain? I know that's going to sum all of this up. Yes. So I did a TED talk about a couple of years ago that went viral. And now I wrote a book that comes out in December based on that TED talk. And I think what people really, what we're referring to is that some a philosophy that I really believe in, that I came up with, that I talk about is this idea of this 10% target, which is making 10 attempts at whatever you want most in life. And that is the re and the reason is it's that most people as this, and it's basically what we've been talking about this whole podcast is most people don't even, 
make one attempt. Almost 91% of people don't make one attempt at what they really want. Mm. Almost 98% of people don't make a, a second attempt or a third attempt. Wow. So if you're somebody who makes 10 attempts at whatever it is you want most in life, either two things, and this has been like, I've been like, I've proven this time and time again, either two things are going to happen. Either you're going to get that thing that you went after, or another opportunity will present itself that you never even knew existed by just going after that one thing. So my, my, my philosophy isn't that, oh, you're going to go after it and you're like, you know, and you're going to get it, but it's in the process of doing it that you're going to, first of all, get much more comfortable with get going after it because you're making so many attempts and something else will happen in your life that would never even have happened unless you went through this process. And so hmm. that is what it's, that's the core and the crux of what it is to, to give you the very coals, the, the very water drum down coals no, notes version of what it is. So I'm going to do this. What are you doing next Monday afternoon? Are you in LA? I am. I live in LA. Could I, could we record? Yeah. In person? Yeah. Cause I'm coming to LA to shoot and I'm like, we have to continue this. This ain't over. And I want the next part of this podcast to be on your podcast. And I want it to be the part two so people can come listen because what you just said is literally the thing that I'm doing in therapy. It's like, I told you earlier that I'm throwing noodles up against the wall, but I gave myself three times and you, I, I gave myself three things and you said 10. And so when I come on your podcast, we're going to talk about those 10 things Absolutely. that I'm doing. Absolutely. I think you that would be to. like really amazing. Yeah. I also want to tell you not to give you therapy or when you have therapy, but I do, be, I, a, I want you to watch that and for, for the people or not, it doesn't matter. I just want, I want you to watch that Ted talk. It's really important. I think you'll really, it will resonate with you. And I think that you'll understand why it did well, because, because it's stemmed in that. And I think that I'd like to give you some homework. This is my handy composition book that anybody gives me homework, this is what it goes into. I mean, this is the thing with you, right? You're an interesting cat for a lot of reasons, right? You said something that was very interesting to me earlier, which was that you have a lot of different interests. And then you talked about that whole astrology thing, that whole like, you know, galaxy thing. What's mm. really interesting, because I don't know you well enough. I want to wait. I, I want to give you homework once I know you better, actually. Because okay, what I find interesting is that you you became really famous and well-known in the fitness space. I want to understand, like, you were very athletic. You obviously are very charismatic, but it wasn't really what you were probably going for because you have all these different things in your life that you're interested in. I'd like to know if you were to tell me the top four things that you really have interest and passion and what they would be and how you would reinvent yourself. Because I think to me that would be really interesting because – like now that I know you a little, even though people know you as this person, I feel that there's a whole other side to you that is like completely different than this. And we are going to do that on your show. Let's do it. We're going to do it on your show. Okay. Before you leave my show though, I want you to just give me your definition of trust and believe. My definition of trust and believe, gosh, I wasn't prepared for this. Okay. It could go in so many different ways. I think that when I think of trust and believe, I think that we think we should trust and believe in our heart and ourselves. Number one, 
I think that when we do that, then the world, the opportunities and the world that we are, presents itself very differently to us. But I think unless we trust ourselves and, and believe in ourselves first, none of that other stuff can happen. Mm. Jennifer, thank you so much. Listen, everyone, you have to go to the show notes, click the link. We're going to all for our homework, watch Jennifer's Ted talk. And I feel like just be on the lookout for my interview on her podcast, because I feel like it's going to be deep. It will most likely be a bird's eye view, or I would say a fly on the wall view into a therapy session with Shanti. (laughs) (laughs) And like I always say, trust and believe in who you are.